by the idea that when you have too many options, you almost become paralyzed. Yes, the confused mind always says no. Yeah, it's, and, and my wife and I are running into this for our vacation because oh. the idea we've got is we are flying up to Seattle from God's Texas country. to go see that area. But then the other thing is we are doing the second half of the journey that my brother-in-law took of driving a car from Texas to Seattle. <laughs> and so we're supposed to be bringing it home. So we're looking at all the different things we can do and the huge gaps in between everything. And we're paralyzed because there's too many options. Mm-hmm. And I made a comment as we had been, we had spent several hours on this yesterday and over the weekend talking and looking and everything we could think of. And I made a comment. I said, babe, what if we just call the airlines, turn in all the plane tickets to the, and go to the Caribbean, and I'll just fly up there, get the car, and be home in three days, and then we all head to the Caribbean. And she turned and looked at me and said, you need to make up your mind. You oh, are driving did. me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I start to think about how many, how many things do we do in our life where it's, we have all these options that we – end up not doing anything almost that that's a problem it is it it, it's really really rough because you know we live in such a blessed area of the world that we have so many options and so many things that it can give the appearance that what you've got's not good enough exactly which could be a really interesting show well let's talk about what's enough what's too much or what's uh i don't know too many choices. Perfect. And this is Sexy Marriage Radio with Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. We are glad you joined us. You can find all our work online at sexymarriageradio.com and on iTunes and Stitcher and all kinds of places that the our show is. And we would love to hear from you with any kind of feedback or reviews or updates or questions or criticisms, anything you got. You can send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Or call us at 615-5666. So that was kind of a random open. Because that's what's going on in my world right now. Let's talk about sex. A random sexy open. Yeah, that's, I mean, because that, that's right where I am. And I, I get to thinking of this idea of, man, there, there are so many things to do in this world that it can almost be paralyzing to think about, well, what do I really want to do? And then you start looking at your own life. And I think we've, we've maybe fallen victim to this too, Gina, in this show is, you know, some of the feedback we get from people is really more about there's an issue going on. I need to change some things up. My wife thinks I'm boring. My husband thinks I'm boring. There's no variety. There's no spice. It's we're functional maybe or we're dysfunctional when it comes to our sex life. And so we're big proponents of, well, change it up, spice it up, add a little flair to it. Right. But what about the people that it's good? They don't need variety, you know, because there's, there, there's probably a good chance that if there's one member of the, of the relationship that wants variety or to change it up, the other doesn't. And does that mean they're wrong? No, and that's so funny that you bring that up because I, when I was watching all these reality shows on TV this week, I thought, you know, who are – as people are looking at homes and they're disgusted with certain design, 
they feel like they have to have high-end design. They have to have, on the Food Network, they have to have this ridiculous, you know, they, the Chef Ramsay will completely show his disgust if they're not into haute whatever, cuisine, haute cuisine. And the same thing in fashion or in every single area. We, we kind of touched on that before. There's people who that's their thing. Mm-hmm. And so for some people, sex is their thing. Right. They love it. They more variety, more novelty. What's out there? What? Where should we explore? They love that. But other people, that's not their thing. So, I, yeah, let's talk about that. Where do you get your ideas? And, I mean, how would I know what's great design if I didn't watch design shows or read design magazines? But yeah. I don't watch sex shows or read sex magazines. Yeah. Yeah, because that's – I guess the answer – starts to be found in the idea of what is driving that whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for variety and you're looking for added spice and added novelty in your sex life, what's driving that? Is it truly because you have a creative passion or is it because what you're doing, it's sensory, it's sensate focused kind of stuff that it's not providing the same thing just like you and I have talked about how progressive pornography is. That most of the time, one level isn't enough. It's like a drug addiction. So you need more and more risque, raunchy, rough, whatever stuff to get the provocative response. And that same kind of thing can apply to sex, I think. That I need more and more so that I can experience the same kind of release release or, or tension, you know, release or whatever so to me it's not that's not if that's what's going on the drive is not connection and it's not intimacy that's being sought it's escape from something i know i think so too and i or but we do that with food Mm -hmm. so then the i think we do that with everything with everything i know after spending years as a compulsive eater a lot of how i just became completely free um, was to focus on so much less and not less flavor and less whatever, but was on absolutely only eating what I absolutely love and really savoring it and being present with my food and being, being in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, relax when I eat because when you're a compulsive eater, you tend to cram your food down. Right. You know, you just eat and, and, and you're not even present. And I think we do that in so many areas of life. So what if a secret to great pleasure in sex is not trying to pursue more, more stuff that's out there on the edge, but to just relax and become present? Mm-hmm. And savor what you have. Yeah, to experience more in the moment rather than an end result. Because yeah, how many times, and, and answer this for me if you was as, as a woman, how many times do you fall victim to the idea of, I just want this to be over? You know, just <laughs> not, the, not the sense of uh, you're dreading it, but it's almost the sense of, okay, it's time to move on to something else, you know, or. Oh, it's so sad. You know, but. It's reality, isn't it? I mean, I think that that's kind of the way we are as humans, especially in American humans, is we get so caught up in the what's next thought or 
pursuit that we miss what's going on. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so sex is a to-do list item. And if it's a to-do list item, it's definitely a part of what's next. Well, sure. Because then it's, okay, I can can check this thing off and then I can go (laughs) ahead and go read the paper or (laughs) have a cup of coffee or go to sleep or whatever it is that you're just waiting. You know, it's kind of like, it's a hurdle that you have to actually overcome rather than a chance to celebrate and connect and be together and see how long that goes. Well, or even if it's a chance to just de-stress and connect or so. Well, cause part of what drives what you're talking about with the idea of the reality shows, the home makeover, the food makeover, all those different things is that what you have, I mean, the, the premise seems to be that whatever you have isn't good enough. So therefore, you need something else that will fulfill whatever it is you're seeking. I think so. As that's what drives consumerism. I mean, yeah. basically, it's a consumerism. Yeah, well, that's almost human nature. That as yourself, you're not good enough. That's almost the message we've been taught. Which is not to be confused with just the human drive to grow. Right. Which is good. And to seek, you know, to expand and to grow. and. So you can either grow because you're trying to fulfill something that is external, or you can grow because there's something internal growing within you. Would that be a, a, a good marker? Well, it's the idea of you can, you can be driven to grow and expand because you're trying to satisfy some void. Right. Which would be the negative side of things. That I'm not good enough, so therefore if I can attain this. The thing I love Donald Miller talks about in his book. If, you know, consumeristic world would tell you that you're not good enough as you are, so you need to drive a Volvo. Because a Volvo right. will solve your problems. A Volvo. <laughs> you know, but if you aspire to be a Volvo driver... Once you get it, it, does that really fulfill things? No. You know, there's something deeper still within us that, it, that it should be driving us. And that's the best in us that we talk about yeah, in a lot exactly. of our shows. So when you apply that to the idea of sex, sure, there are going to be times where you're, you're going to reach out for sex just because you want that release. You want mm-hmm. that anxiety burst kind of thing. You want that... <laughs> Help me feel better about me and our relationship, and sex is a good marker of that. But then there's other times where sex can be all about sharing who you are with another person, that you create something together that comes from deep within, that it's not about what you do. Right. It's about who you are then. And that's what you and I have harped on a bunch is the idea that Sex is one of the times when most people have trouble being really present. Yeah, it plays into every single story that makes up who we are. Mm -hmm. So it is. It's full of emotion and meaning and fear and potential. So that's what makes it exciting and that's what makes it challenging. Because even the idea... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so nobody else needs to tell you what's great sex to you. Right. Just like it's subjective, like art, like design, like taste. 
So the beauty is it's yours and your partner's. Right. So that's where you look at that together. Yeah, and you all, but it starts with looking at it yourself on, you know, am I, you know, because it, it, it cuts both ways. I could be seeking out to grow and, and add novelty and eroticism because I'm trying to escape something or because there's something deep within me that wants to experience it. Same thing applies to I could be totally comfortable in the level of functional sex that we have because it's comfortable and I don't want to challenge myself to grow, but yet there would be benefit if I did. So it could still, you know, even staying stationary could be bad. (laughs) So it really just comes down to your own gut, your own value, your own drive, your own identity. Yeah. And so I, I'm thinking about the person who's a little bit bored and how they can, you know, expand what they're, how they're connecting sexually without insulting their maid. Right. So I think about the ways that a lot, it still comes back to diet and stuff. I remember the first time that I made Paul sandwiches for dinner. (laughs) He was so upset. I mean, it was like a plain, like, grilled cheese and tomato soup or something. And he just got this look on his face and he kind of shoved the plate away. And he says, that's what poor people eat. And I said, what? (laughs) Because I did not grow up poor. (laughs) And um, I was Catholic. It was like Friday meal, grilled cheese. And she didn't eat meat. But it meant something to Paul. I would learn to cook food and do stuff like my mom. I mean, he was so hoping I was going to be this great chef like my mom. And so that's the way that I minister to Paul. I don't always naturally, I don't watch a cooking channel and I don't read a ton of cookbooks, but I do want to make him happy and do stuff that feels great. So I think that's all, all of that. You know, if you're the lower desire maid or you're feeling like, Oh, I don't, I don't, why would you need all that weird stuff? Because it's a, it means something to your mate. So it's worth being open and, and going someplace together where you haven't gone before intimately. Or, But it's also at the same time, from the other side of the argument, exactly. worth holding your ground and saying, with what we do, it's not about the functionality, it's about our right. presence. Exactly. It's not about what we do. I mean, one of the things that you know, Dr. David Schnarch has kind of led the world in, in my, in my view... It's this whole concept of, of eyes open sex. Right. That in all the different research he's done and all the different seminars he done, he's done, he talks about, he'll ask his audience, how many of you have eyes open during sex? And usually right around or less than 20% will raise their hand. Because, and if you think about it, even the whole concept of focusing on the sensations that are happening during sex is a mm-hmm. disconnect from the person you are connected with physically. Because you're focusing exactly. on your own sensations rather than what you are creating together. And so his whole work is, is steers towards trying to learn how to see each other behind the eyeballs. Yeah. To let each other in through eye contact, which is tough. It's, <laughs> it's, it's vulnerable. Tough. It's personal. It's intimate. And, and oftentimes that provides so much deeper levels of eroticism and connection than re- whatever you do. Yeah, we talked about that, I think, on my blog where I talked about just the 
oh, it was on the zombie sex. It was a guest post somewhere else. But to try just putting your right hand on each other's heart and looking at each other in the eyes while yeah. you breathe. I said, that yeah. might be a lot more challenging and a lot more intimate than sex. Yeah. Just, you know, it's kind of funky. Like, it's very tantric or something. Well, it know. is. It, it has some tantric uh, basis to it. I mean, those, all, yeah, all those are kind of the same, you know, steering to the same kind of concept. But the idea is... You can't be connected if you're not present. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest struggles I think people have. I know I have it, that there are times where sex will be going on or just life will be going on in my life. And I'm just a robot. I'm just going through the motions. And I have, I mean, the easiest example I think of is how many times have you been driving down the highway and you end up home and you look back and go, I don't remember any of that drive. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, I I didn't. I know I nothing major happened, and I know I was safe. But I don't even. Or you're driving along and you miss your exit because you're just thinking of other things. So that whole concept is still exactly what we're talking about. That learning how to be present, learning how to connect, learning how to let someone else in behind the eyeballs is huge when you're talking about your growth and you're talking about taking your marriage beyond just the the functional but actually making it out of this world because it's not at all about technique in my book which is why you and I don't do very very ever really how to shows you know (laughs) because how to is yeah, that's largely depending on the people. It is. For every, I, I remember reading an article like, you know, for every guy who's writing his 20 tips guaranteed to curl her, curl her toes and make her scream, you got women commenting on 10 or 12 of those tips going, oh, sick, yeah. never. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very subjective. And so the the benefit then is learning how to truly connect during sex, outside of sex, whatever, but truly connect with your mate and follow that connection. That's the phrase I love, is that you follow the connection. It's where you're kind of in a harmony with each other. I mean, think of, think of times where, you know, maybe, maybe you and Paul are working on some project around the house or you're making dinner together and, right. you, and you kind of have, have made this routine almost, if you will, and it's kind of just this, it flows, you know, and it's just... You kind of sense, oh, yeah, we need to add some Parmesan here. And, oh, yeah, we need yeah. to, you know, whatever it is. Well, that's the same thing that happens during sex. Some of it can become script and routine, but some of it can also be you kind of guide a different way. Yeah, that's the biggest part of getting out of boring. I, oh, man. Oh, I just want to be really practical for people because we say learn how to connect. I mean, you have to find out what ask yourself what am i the most afraid of because for couples that have struggled for a long time they're like well we connect everywhere but in the bedroom well do you really a lot of people do i and you know what i'm challenging this notion that i've had for so long that the your sex life is a barometer of the rest of the marriage i don't know if i totally believe okay. that anymore. I think that it is possible to have really great connections spiritually and emotionally and raising the kids and stuff and 
and still have a disconnect sexually, and it doesn't represent the rest of the relationship. Okay. Interesting. That would be a challenge for me to have to go there too. I don't. I've not. I, I've I've always thought of them as as too fluid. They, they feed off each other so easily. But they, if if the marriage is built on a real intimacy and a comfort, and and their erotic script doesn't allow for being erotic to someone they're very intimate and comfortable with, then that. That just shows that there's a internal conflict with sexually. It doesn't mean, oh, I don't love you with all my heart. I, I, I care for you. I desire to please you. But sexually, if they've got somebody's got their own walls up, I, I think it can be separate. Okay. The more I've watched couples now. Yeah, yeah. I could. I mean, I could see how that. I can see how that's but, true, but then again, I can also see how that's more an exception than a rule. It is an exception, but it it goes back to all the meaning they apply to right. To Well, and my question would still be is I think a majority of couples that would say their marriage is good but their sex is not what what really is is their routine and roles they play with each other is good but their sex is not because that requires them, them to be really present because the marker i would use for that is on how do you how do you be really practical with what with this whole concept we're talking about yeah. is how often do you make eye contact with your spouse throughout the day true eye contact when you're That's talking I mean, how many times do you do you have conversations with paul where you're not even looking at each other and i'm not talking about on the phone or email or text, that kind of stuff. But just, you're in the same room and you're talking, but you don't ever, you're looking and he's not. And then he looks and you look away. Or, you know, all those little things that, that's true disconnection. If you think about it, you're connecting on your words, but on a deeper level, you don't have eye contact. I hate that. Right, and it's No, tough. I really do. It, it bugs me enough that I have to say something. Hey, we went out to dinner this whole night. You're not looking at me. It <laughs> okay, bugs okay. me. <laughs> so, but that's the idea of you're craving that, that a, a deeper level of connection, not right. just a peripheral being around each other enough. I want, I want to actually connect, you, connect with you and, and get in your head. And that's where I think a lot of couples have reached a point because of resentment and hurt and disappointment and frustration and unrealistic expectations and whatever, that it's just, okay, well, this is just what life is. We are great co-parents. We are great household managers. We are great everything else, but we just cannot, or we have not taken the steps to learn how to connect deeper. Well, and for a lot of, women there's this difficulty being in touch with her own erotic energy and 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 pleasure and i think that's why the world tries to make this backlash right now trying to wake up women's sexuality and help them feel sexually powerful and it's kind of like the pendulum swinging this way you know to women being sexually aggressive and and knowing what they want and all that, you know, mm-hmm. the whole 
Magic Mike or whatever. Everybody's got an opinion on should Christian women watch Magic Mike, you know, and I, I don't even, I'm not turned on by movies like that, but there's even how that plays into the bedroom is a lot of people, it's not about the relationship. It's about their own inability yeah. to connect with their pleasure. Sense, so the, so the person getting in the way the most is themselves. Uh, that's absolutely one yeah. possibility. Well, I, I would I would say that that's a majority of the possibility that the person <laughs> getting in the way of you living your own life is yourself. Well, yeah, in that case, and living your own life because it because uh, I still think it applies that if you can't enjoy your sexuality, because maybe enjoying your sexuality means you don't have sexual have sex, which okay, fine, be honest about it though. You know, maybe it is one of those things that nope, not interested, and I need, and I've never truly, honestly said I'm not. So, when you actually say that and live it, you actually are enjoying your own sexuality more. As odd as that sounds, ah. but that's I think that's what we're talking about. Is it's not a right or wrong, or you must be like this or this or whatever. That's just a continuation of the consumeristic world we live in, that says whatever you really are right now is not good enough. Well, yeah, it is. That's your start. And then from there, you start going after what do you really want? Who, who really are you? Who do you want to become? Because I think we're all in the process of becoming. Well, some of us are in the process of becoming older. It could just use some hormonal supplementation. I sure. Mean, for some people, it's really, it's not, it, there's so many things that play into your libido and your sex drive and your energy and your health and your fitness and how you perceive yourself and how you perceive your mate and how you perceive sex is so many factors mm -hmm. that we really just want to give permission to you to ask yourself about your own beliefs. And if you want to hold on to those beliefs or if you want to challenge them and if you want to move closer, what is going to be powerful to you and your mate? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we're saying and, and seek solutions together because I'm but I'm it starts gonna, it starts on your own though exactly and it but it starts with it starts with feeling great about yourself yeah or come <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being the dichotomy of you every time I it seems know. like this or not feeling great about yourself and using that as a motivator to okay I don't like me but right. I can change me because we, 